Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Airflow podcast for prelim final week 2022. We are coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who has been given the honour of organising the Queen's funeral. This is Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, g'day, Michael. G'day, Junk Time. It's a very sombre time as we are in mourning. We do have a national public holiday for the event on Thursday to really really mourn like properly have a day off and probably go shopping but in a with respectful shopping you respectful. know the black armbands are on yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah when when you're buying when you're buying an iPad at JB you'll be thinking oh, I wonder if her majesty would have loved an iPad you know just those <laughs> just those little moments that make you bond with someone that you know we've loved so dearly and, and it has taken us all by surprise like it, let's not forget at the start of the year Mick Malthouse said she'd live to 200 and <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's a shock it's a shock that he got it so wrong because <laughs> he's usually better than that but amazingly they came to me and they said rosie we know you're good with events we've seen the junk time live shows we know what you're all about can you yep. help us out with the funeral because it's such a big thing and it's a, you know people have been queuing out for 35 hours to see the coffin well i thought i saw a thing today that said it could possibly be the most viewed event on TV in history. Yeah, well, I, I imagine uh, what what would be bigger? Do you think there would be like um, it would have to be there's something American or something English that would ha- have happened in our lifetime when TVs were so accessible, and also now with streaming, you would imagine there'd be more eyes on it than ever before. Yeah, only thing I kind of think of that could match it is possibly the final episode of Big Bang Theory. But I'm not totally sure oh, okay. if I'm right about that. Yeah, yeah. Or 9-11, both as tragic as each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think when they put a lot of the, the fake laugh over the 9-11 vision, it was just like, oh, okay, this, this doesn't make it funny. I don't know how they get away with it in the Big Bang Theory. So what are your, some ideas? Like, what are your big plans? Obviously, it's a big job. You've got to do it properly. What, what kind of stuff have you yeah, got Yeah, well, I'm... Clearly, because, uh, you know, he's, he's in demand and he knows how to perform at these events. Mike Brady will be performing uh, really? at the funeral. Yeah, he's going to be performing God Save the Queen, the Sex Pistols version, which people won't see coming. <laughs> yep, good. Keep people on their which toes. a bit of fun. Uh, bongo Cam. I don't think we've ever had Bongo Cam at a funeral <laughs> before, but I think it's going to be a little bit of fun and just bring a little bit of levity to the occasion. Um, because sure, they get sure. it's a long and, uh, long and boring event. There's going to be a half-time Pick sprint. Up, yeah. Oh, really? Half-time yeah, sprint half-time down sprint, the aisle? Yep. Yeah, with the corgis. Okay, okay, perfect. So they're going to have like corgi races. Um, the altar boys and girls will be the NAB little legends, you know, so you got your little Dusty up there with his little fake neck tacks and stuff, <laughs> uh, you know, bringing out the, what do you got, your little fucking smoke things that they do or whatever the fuck those little kids do. Yep, sure. Um, the communion wine is going to be mid-strength. 
I don't want people getting too. Oh, I don't want people getting too rowdy. I don't, you know, I don't want people getting too off chops because it's going to be a long event. You're just going to like, cut them back. Yeah, yeah, and I like a limit of four, like a limit of four. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's not crazy. I don't want. You've got to save people from themselves sometimes, Michael. Um, when uh, they bring the coffin in, she's going to go through a banner, which is going to be fun. <laughs> A lot of fun there. And uh, there's been a little bit of a competition. I don't want to give away what's on the banner, but there's been a competition to rhyme uh, Queen. So it's going to be great as she as they go through that. You know what I actually hope? Well, I hope mm. doesn't happen. It'd be a tragedy as she mm. goes th- before she goes through the banner if the draft in Westminster Abbey like, destroys the banner before oh, she goes through. That would be a no- when That, that when is <laughs> the, the worst possible scenario. That could possibly yeah, yeah, happen. Yeah, when they go to show both sides and, you know, there's like a fucking, uh, an ad for, um, you know, Barkley Ham on the other side that they need. Because you've got to sponsor these events. They don't pay for themselves. Yeah, they're not cheap. They're not cheap, mate. No, they're not. Um, also, as a little bit of a turn of events and just to kind of brighten the mood, Catman is going to be doing the eulogy. Really? Oh, yeah. And he's got some fucking things to say about colonialism. That I think he... Really, I think... I think people are going to enjoy it. I think he'd be quite pro. I get the feeling he'd be quite pro. Yeah, I, I, he's, he's very into colonialism. And finally, um, now they've been talking about that she's going to be buried next to uh, Prince Philip, and that's not the male that I've got. I'm she's as far as I know, she's being cremated in a four and twenty pie warmer. <laughs> so it's gonna it's gonna take some time, people. But she's going to be at the perfect temperature in about four hours. So well, it's going to be a great funeral. You, you definitely tune in and you'll see the touches that, you know, we, we put on it. I think you it's going to be got a, a, going a nice on, mate. night. Mm. I actually can't imagine. I, can't, I mean, the funeral's only about four hours away. I can't imagine, like, you have the time to come and do the podcast while, you know, you're under the pump like this. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been planning this for years, Michael. You know, I just jot little things down as they, as they come along. I'm like, I hope I never get to this day. It's very sad that we have reached it. But you just got, you got to plan ahead. And that's what we do at this show. We plan ahead actually makes me think that I, I said at the top of the show you were in Wayne Jackson Studios. I probably imagine you actually you're in London at our former uh, Ian Aitken Studios. Yes, I, I have. I've been there uh, quite a bit as I lia- liaise with the royal family. Um, it's been nice over here in London, but uh, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back in Australia uh, for the Junk Time Live Show on Sunday afternoon. Of course. Are you Are you going to watch it? Um. Probably not. It just, I mean, Monday night is, you know, fucking footy uh, wrap-up night. So unless on the couch, kind of do an analysis and go to the lab and tell me how the funeral is going to play out, then perhaps I will get to see part of it. But no, I, I don't think I'll even um, check it out for a, a I think second I'll watch before it. I, I go think to bed. I'll I, think it's on on. A, I think it's on at 9pm, I think. I'll watch it. I might have to a little nap before it. But... um. I think I'll have a tune in. Bit of a, it's a How part long do you history. reckon it will go for? Yeah, It'll go true. forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's not only like the... They kind of had the the rivals. So the red carpet, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so like they go up to Joe what Biden are you wearing? and go, who are you wearing? Yeah. 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 And then um, they then have the ceremony, which will take a while. But then they have to get the coffin into the back of the car and then take it to Windsor Castle, which I think I read before will take about two hours. It's like a 32K drive, but they're going to kind of 
go all the different routes so that lots of people can see it. You know what Check I mean? Check around, see the coffin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so they had. I saw the other day. I think it was in Hyde Park. Maybe they had like a '96 Cannon salute. Oh, Imagine really? being a bird in London at the moment or a dog. <laughs> You're just like fucking going, oh, fucking again. What is going on here? I'm fucking losing my mind. You know, like when you're in Bali at New Year's and there's just firecrackers from about oh, midday. Oh, going everywhere, yeah. Dogs are going fucking berserk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd be curious, actually. I wonder if my brother's going to go and have a look. Anyway, that's by the by. It hey, is uh, by the by. Hey, we got a live show. We have a live show, our traditional post-grand final live show on Sunday, coming up 4pm at the European Beer Cafe. Going to be awesome. Tickets can be found at Tribe Booking. Uh, it's our traditional junk time, two guys, one cup crossover edition. Charlie Clawson will be with us. Will Anderson won't be there in person. He'll be there in hologram. Yes. <laughs> he will be calling in just by the fact he has to be in a bit of a COVID bubble for a TV show coming up and so we can't um, uh, afford to get ill uh, or even just get the bug. But um, uh, so uh, head on down, 4 p.m., European Beer Cafe. It's going to be massive. They're always awesome shows. And we're going to have guests who support both of the teams competing in the grand final. The Sydney Swans and the Geelong Cats. It's going to be incredible. What's your early tip? What are you thinking? Are you leaning towards Geelong? Are you leaning towards the Swans? Because Geelong, you know, they, they had the easier prelim and they what beat uh, Brisbane by 12 goals and just kind of... Brisbane just looked awful. Yeah, it was not much of a competition on um, Friday night, but uh, Saturday, we'll get to that. But uh, at this stage, you'd have to say that Geelong finished two games clear on top. As a Hawthorne fan, obviously, I don't want them to win, but yep. uh, I feel like they will. And I can wear it. I can wear it. It's not going to bring me down, but I would probably prefer... Swans, and also I think there's also a buddy thing in my heart where I go like, if oh, it is okay. the final, do you reckon he'll retire if they win? Well, I, don't, I mean, I'm not sure, but I imagine it could just be like the little cherry on top, and you kind of go, hey, you know, yeah. I've had my run. You know, why fish around for another kind of one year contract at another club if it's true that he's you know heading up to Queensland? Um, so and yeah, it's a good it's a good point you make too. The cherry on top of a, of a rough life where you know the highest paid player in the game who's kicked a thousand goals and has the supermodel wife. It'd be nice of him to get a win, and I hear what you're saying. I think, yeah, I think, yeah. I think, for just something, they're just kind of these underdogs out there, and you just kind of hope absolutely. That, you know, a little, yeah. a little ray of sunshine would come into their life every now and then. Yeah, because he's not getting offered a contract for next year at this point, and you just go, fuck, if just Buddy could just have this little win. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. We're all in on the Swans just for the Buddy uh, storyline of, you know, a guy who did really well could do even better is the way that we'd see that. So he'd walk away with three flags in the end, a thousand goals, probably a couple BNFs, probably a Probably two or three Coleman's. A ten million dollar deal. <laughs> Actually, no, nah, fuck that yeah. guy. <laughs> you want Geelong? That was a great game on Saturday. It was just one of those ones where, again, it's amazing with Collingwood. Hey, you just basically you never give up, do you? You just like, yep, yeah, there might be five goals down, but you know they get one, and then you're like, oh yeah, Sydney need to kick one here, and they don't, and they get another, and you're like, fuck it, hell. As soon as it gets to within three goals, you're like, here come the pies. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, so we were both in Adelaide, and uh, we actually had quite the adventure. We went to a friend's birthday party, and uh, and we were lucky enough to go and see the footbridge for the very first time, which was, mm. I mean, spiritual. Pe- 
people might say that it's been a six-year running joke, but mm. to us, it's not a joke. Like it's an actual. It never has been a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like people think like we're just mucking around, having fun, you know, being funny guys. Ha 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 ha. But no, like this is genuinely serious to us. So when we got the a, a chance to actually go and see the footbridge in the flesh for the first time, it was actually, yeah. it was like going to Mecca. It was a truly emotional experience. It was. And, and we recorded our podcast uh, under the bridge like a couple of hobos because it was <laughs> blowing a gale in uh, Adelaide on the Saturday. And when, like just before we got there, it fucking pissed down. Like I called you, I'm like, dude, I'm just going to, and I'm smart in a storm. I'm like, dude, I'm just going to stand under a tree. <laughs> Wait, wait for the lightning to blow it apart and me. And I was um, at the other end of the bridge, and so I had actually ducked off the footbridge and then hid under like a little alcove. And so and I'm wearing a t-shirt. I got a bag that has about 20 kilos of stuff in it. So, look, it wasn't the most convenient way to record a podcast, but at no, a, at a landmark. But you sold that bag with the 20 kilos of stuff in it, and that <laughs> makes, means we can pay for the podcast for another year. So yeah, I think it's well yeah. worth it. Yeah. And but thank you to the uh, junk timer out there who um, hit us up on the DMs and said he had uh, Sandfall Grand Final tickets for us to go if we were still there. But uh, unfortunately, we had to leave yesterday afternoon. Really? I didn't see that message. When was the Sandfall Grand Final? Yesterday. Really? Yeah. Wait, like probably two o'clock? Uh, yeah, do you reckon you could have gone? I could have gone to that. <laughs> I didn't see that <laughs> message. I could have gone. Uh, I just, you know what? I assumed that you were on the same flight as us, but we don't live in the same state. So I just, I never pass that message on. My oh. apologies, live on air. Yeah, wow. DMs like through Twitter or Instagram or? Uh, I think it was through Instagram. Maybe it was direct to me. Maybe yeah, you okay. weren't involved. But I yeah. thought it came to our, our generic one. And this is... Just a little insight to the listeners of, of this is a conversation that really could happen off air. Yeah, gotcha. No, I, I mean mainly by the fact that I, um, if I had the tickets, I could have um, scalped them out the front scalped and made them, a yeah, bit of coin. That's a fair point. <laughs> so the prelim. Did you watch the Brownlow? It was the first time that we've been able to do this podcast. Uh, we usually record, you know, Sunday or Monday, and the Brownlow's on the Monday. Of course, it got shifted because of uh, the funeral. Did you check in last night? I I I was, uh, did fly in from um, Adelaide uh, to Sydney last night. I got home and I think I was about round eighteen when I Perfect. got to watch the coverage. And um, it's probably the best way to watch the Brownlow, actually, by the fact it was you know, obviously very tight. And um, and oh, wasn't Gilmer Glocklin milking it for everything it was worth? Like he was like come about round twenty. Oh, he was doing a lot of good pausing and a lot of a lot of theatrics, and then how how long did the last five? Because I went to bed, I was cooked after such a big weekend. But how long did it take? Do you reckon for the last four rounds? Was that like half hour, forty minutes? Like, did they really milk it? Well, I mean, the final round, like, I mean, obviously it's pre-planned. Like they know how to do the drama of it. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and so, like, he ripped through like the first four games. And then it was just yeah. like, and also remember, like this is the final time he's going to do it. So I think he was thinking, yeah. "This is Gil- little Gilly's time to shine, right?" And just and like he was having th- fun during the count, like even when uh, the Richmond table erupted after uh, Liam Baker got votes, and he went, "Oh, that was pretty good," or something like that. Like he was, you know, he's being very invested in the count. And then people were being creative with their shots, like um, 
seem to be a lot of people wearing sunglasses and stuff like that. Like, um, but that was the Footscray table, wasn't it? And I believe it may be just Aaron Norton bought the pair of sunnies, but then they moved them around. So they kind of went, oh, you're probably played well in this game. You pop them yep. on and then you'll end up. Gotcha. I think it was the same. And then f- I could be wrong, but I, I, I think it was the same pair of sunnies. And then from what I could see, there was a lot of kind of drinking if they got votes, which makes me think that next year the AFL will limit the amount of alcohol at the tables. I mean, let them have some fun. They've just finished. I, I, the thing is, it's such. It would be such a boring night in the room. Like, yes, most blokes yep. would be there, and you know, it's not even like a night out with your mates because you see those footballers all the time. So it's not like you're catching up with someone you haven't seen. You're just there, and you're fucking bored. And what else do you do when there's just endless alcohol coming your way? You have some fun with it. Did you say that the Eagles got the least amount of votes in the AFL era? Yeah, that's uh, that's got to hurt. It's like 15. Like, that's actually hard to do. You know what would have been great, though, is, and I know they lost that game, but did any of those top-up players that were, like, part of the 15 COVID um, oh, yeah. came into the team really late and didn't know any of the teammates, how good would that be if you were never on an AFL list but you got a Brownlow vote? That would um, be a cool fucking story. I'd actually totally forgotten about that. That story back in uh, early days of the year where... um. Round uh, three or to four. Kind of bring in top-up players, and, and Adam Simpson like didn't even know who they were. Yeah, yeah. Now introducing him, he's like um, introducing himself as he's handing them the jumpers. I doubt that you know one of them dominated enough, but they could have snuck in for one. But even the umpires would be like, actually, they probably wouldn't, because the umpires would never fucking clue who they were. Actually, actually, be a good question. They actually be like uh, number fifteen instead of actually their name. Now, can we talk about the elephant in the room? Mm. The fact that. Your Carlton hero, Patrick yeah. Cripps, won the Brownlow Deserved after it. after the lawyers got him off being suspended late in the year. And so can I just put forward the idea that now forever the Brownlow medal will be tainted <laughs> by this absolutely disgraceful legalese. That let him play. Look, I hear what you're saying, and can I just respond with uh, go fuck yourself, okay? Now, how good would it be? I can't remember which Brisbane player he knocked out, but how good would it be for him to be able to tell his kids and grandkids, if he can remember, that he was KO'd by the Brownlow medalist of that year and the guy didn't get suspended and that's how he won it. What a beautiful... Lovely tale. Tell us a granddad, grand, again, granddad, tell us how that guy knocked you out and you basically didn't play again for the rest of the season because you were so concussed. Tell us about that. You're like, I, 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 I literally don't remember it. I don't remember it, grandkids. Like, stop asking me. <laughs> like, just go watch it on YouTube. You? <laughs> yeah. What's your name? What are you Blurry. doing here? What do you mean I've got a daughter? Didn't the lights. <laughs> <laughs> but then Cripper actually had to make a rush for it because they moved the Brownlow forward because of the Queen's funeral. And uh, he was actually in Santorini for his cousin's wedding. And um, it's kind of like a nice little quote here. He got in on Saturday night. Um, have you ever been to Santorini? No. I've been to Corfu, but it was um, like during the winter and I was backpacking. And I Lovely part of the world, Santorini. I went there on a uh, European summer. Delightful place. Um, but it's like a little nice little quote here from Krupa. He said, obviously with the Queen passing, it wasn't ideal. Obviously a sad loss. 
<laughs> but I was just hoping to get it moved to Tuesday so I could get a few more days to get get back. But it's just kind of funny, like just kind of like that we turn to Patrick Cripps for his thoughts about the Queen's passing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we we got we got around her and you know, we moved <laughs> on, and you know, the boys the boys have had a long and hard look at themselves, and we moved on from the Queen. <laughs> It's actually sad because um, the Queen was actually meant to go on that footy trip to Santorini. So, it's, you know, yeah, right. Yeah, she was spewing. <laughs> actually, given the, the couple of flights that I did um, uh, this week, uh, I don't know if you found the same thing, but the uh, the footy trips were out in force. Did you find that at all? Oh, you know what? I didn't, probably because, um, firstly, I flew Qantas. So I don't imagine they're stumping up for that. And then, but then I got bumped to Jetstar yesterday. So Qantas just cancelled my flight on Saturday night. I just got a text at like 10 o'clock and they're like, hey, your flight's no longer and you'll be on another one. We'll work it out. And it's just like, well, that's fucked. And then Qantas just put me on a Jetstar flight. So I just rock up and they're like, oh yeah, this is the flight now. And so I'm going through and I'm waiting to, waiting in line um, to board and they said anyone who hasn't had their bag, so you get need to get like a special tag on your bag when you fly Jetstar to let them know that your two bags don't weigh more than seven kilos or huh? else it costs about 70 bucks or so oh. to be over the limit. And everyone's bag was weighing over that. Yeah. And when I went up to weigh mine, I was fucking ready to, to carry my fucking ass uh, off. Oh, yeah, sure, was, sure. Because, you know, because I paid for a Qantas uh, ticket and then they bumped me to that. And then the guy was like, oh, this is over. And I was like... You know, I was supposed to be on the Qantas flight. And he's like, oh, were you? Okay, no, don't worry about it. And just tagged him. And I was like, oh, that's good of yourself a lot of trouble, mate. I actually, um, on the way back from Adelaide, I actually uh, was checking in. And um, the machine kept on wanting to give me the exit row. And I was like, eventually I kind of, yeah, I was like, yeah, sure. But I don't like the exit row because I'm like, I don't care about the extra leg room. And I want to be able to kind of get into my bag and get stuff out of it and stuff. And so I went up to the uh, lady there and I was like, can I change from the exit row? Because it, this is all it's been giving me. I was like, I'm, you know, I'm tired, I'm wrecked, I'm beat, I'm hungover. And I was like, I just don't want to be a hero today. <laughs> 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 but uh, I noticed a lot I don't of footage. I, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone knocking back the emergency exit row. No, I, I, I don't care about it. I want to get access to my bag. But... Yeah, um. Right. Uh, so when, when we were flying over, when I was flying over on Melbourne uh, from Melbourne to Adelaide, and the guy was like, um, "If you've got any like uh, hearing aid or glasses or contact lenses, you can't be in this aisle." I'm like, "Fucking contact lenses! Like, really? Yeah, like how hot's the flames that it's going to melt my contact lenses to my eyeballs? And if that so, very we're not getting off the plane anyway. That is very strange. Um, but when yeah, I was at I'd Sydney never heard Airport." When I was at Sydney Airport, there was like, I reckon I saw about three footy trips going away. Mm-hmm. They're most likely rugby trips. And there was like dudes who had, they were kind of wearing like almost like um, uh, one day cricket kind of custom shirts. Um, yeah, right. With their nicknames on the back of it. And they were heading off to Cairns. Uh, and then that. when I landed in Air Adelaide, there was like a massive group, like absolutely massive group that... Um, got off and we're heading towards um, like three um, buses that were going to take them somewhere. But oh, also right. I did find Maybe they're funny, the like Barossa for some wine tasting. Well, that's the thing. I was kind of kind of funny. because like, um, Adelaide isn't really like a de- destination for footy clubs. And also, I don't think Barossa is really a destination place for, <laughs> for footy, your clubs footy clubs either. Yeah, maybe not. 
So I don't know. But maybe then they were coming. When we were, when we were at the uh, the pub watching the footy on Saturday afternoon at the Stag in on East Terrace, there came through that bunch of Where's Wallys. Do you reckon they were Bucks Party or Footy Club? Well, I I think they were. Well, they actually were. I was about to say they they are wearing Sydney colours, and I have seen people from you know supporting Sydney who have have worn that top. But then actually, they a lot of them were sitting out the front. So I'm going to say they were and not really watching the game. So I'm going to say they were Bucks Party. Yeah, okay. Hey, now, uh, just before we go, we could have a new old coach back in the mix. James Hurd is a chance to take over at the Bombers. How fucking insane a world do we live in? Yeah, so they've kind of gone to ground a little bit about what, they've, um, uh, what they're talking about with Essendon because I actually haven't heard any other names being linked to the, to, the, to, the, to the job. Now, if my memory serves, they have talked to him I don't know if they've gone like to the full presentation or anything, but I would think it would be possibly one of the most foolish things a football club can do to get back the man who was in charge when they ended up having about 40 players suspended for a year, including himself. And the club is already a rabble and they're going to step back in time to a man who's been out of football <laughs> for approximately six years, and not including the Giants' yep. job where he fucking got the coffee. I think it would be the most ridiculous decision of all time if Essendon did that, and therefore, as a Hawthorne supporter, I completely applaud it. <laughs> yeah, I'm right behind it as well. I think it's one of the best decisions they could ever make, and I think Jordan Lewis and Robert Walls owe it to the rest of the footballing world. <laughs> To give us this, because we need it. So I was talking to someone uh, during the week, and I won't name them, but um, they were um, working closely with Herdy and recently, and they said that um, he'd just been out of it a little bit too long. He was a little bit behind tactically and what went on within clubs now, and that's what, you know, his six years or seven years away from it has actually cost him in that because he just goes, things had moved on from that point, and he thought it would be uh, quite... An odd decision. He'd be surprised if they gave it to him just because he said, unless he has really good, you know, people around him, assistance. He said he's just a little bit behind the times, and that for that, therefore he'd be surprised if he got it. Don't tantalise me like that, Adam. That means like mm. I want him to get the job even more. <laughs> if he's incapable of doing the job, it's even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I hear you. I hear you. We're all in. Team Hurd. <laughs> Hey, uh, before we head off, we've got footballers in real life. But don't forget, a live show coming up on Sunday after the grand final. They're always a cracker. We're going to get the tickets at trybooking.com. Uh, you want a couple of footballers in real life, Adam? Hit me. Uh, from Mr. Shieldlinger. Dear Junk Time, I have a football captain in real life for you. Yesterday, I was in Chadston Shopping Centre and wandered into the Puma store. That's right. I'm doing very well. Uh, when I soon spotted none other than St Kilda's ja- captain, Jack Steele. I was about to approach him to say hello when my partner informed me that he would probably rather not to be pestered while going around about his clothes shopping. In the short time I took to consider this, Steele had gone to the back of the store, presumably to pretend to try on clothes and avoid an inquisitive Saints <laughs> man. Oh, it'd be tough, wouldn't it? If you see your captain, you just want to go up and give a bit of a... Because I reckon... You know, footballers don't mind being recognised, do they? Like, and I wouldn't say Jack Steele is one of the most prominent sort of players that, you know, you see Jordan Ngoi, everyone knows Jordan Ngoi. But I reckon outside of maybe St Kilda supporters, not everyone knows Jack Steele. I reckon he would have enjoyed it. 
One of the things I hate in life is trying on clothes. I hate it. I don't buy, buy clothes very often, but it's like the kind of... If, if I could just walk into shops and like just take it off the shelf and leave, that would be my dream, but I just can't. I can't. Do you, I hate, do you, do you hate trying on clothes? Uh, I, I pretty much know what I'm after. And so yeah. if it's quick, I just kind of go in, go, yep, yeah, that works. I'm out. Done. You know, like I just buy the same three-quarter camo pants, uh, yeah, sure, cargo sure. camo pants every time. So, you know, it's just the same... It's just the same thing all the time. You know, you, you, you buy I, this. I, I get the same monster hat on <laughs> on repeat. You know, I just go back into the monster cap store and just go the same one that I bought last time. You know, it fell off when I was dirt um, biking. Before I forget, where are you going to watch the grand final? What are you going to do? Because actually, I mean, this is the first grand final in two years that, you know, hasn't been a COVID lockdown that we actually can hang out with people yeah. and actually watch it with others. Uh, I'll just be watching at home with my mates like I used to do. So that's kind of a tradition that we have to come to my place and hang out and have a few fucking frothies. Yep, sure. And watch the footy. I'm going to yep. hang out with a few mates. A hundred thousand <laughs> of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and before we got one more football in life, your tip? Uh, I think Geelong by about three goals. Yeah, I'm going to go with the same. But I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, for the Swans. I'm going for the Swans, but I think Geelong can do it. Yeah, I want a buddy dream, yeah. But, okay, final. From Mitchell, two footballers in real life. Ah, we'll get to this, okay, that's the point, right? Two footballers in real life, one current and usable, and one from the archives he probably can't use, but might enjoy anyway. Pretty sure I spotted Steve Coniglio in the Sydney Virgin Lounge, uh, hopefully not hating the presence of plenty of happy Swans fans the morning after their prelim win too much. And then Mitchell also oh, sent us one. Yeah, so that would have been uh, Yesterday Sunday morning. morning. Yeah. And then there was I another... I have seen this redacted one. Oh, there's... Okay, it's, uh, you have a look at our email because we are junk time part of Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. There's a redacted one and it's it's beautiful. And we, we really can't say it, but I just want to say junk time is out there. Like, it's, it's wonderful and delightful. And beautiful. Okay, I'll have a read of it, but is there a chance that we could read it out to the room on Sunday, which will be cut out of the actual podcast? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mitchell, if you're All listening, right. I mean, actually, we don't know who Mitchell is. Like, anyone can be called Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, I think we could, actually. I feel we could. Okay, I'll have a look at it. Yeah, yeah. Let's have a think about that. So get there on Sunday. Tickets at tribal.com. Yeah, actually. Yeah, come in on European Saturday if you want to get that info. Yeah. Uh, we are going to hit the road. As I said, we are Junk Time Alpha Potter, Twitter, Facebook, and the gram. Go Hawks. Go the Queen.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 